Oh, golly. Oh, golly. Oh, golly. Are you warm and dry wherever you are? I hope you are, because it is... It's a bit rainy out there right now. I don't like any of my camera angles. I'm going to play you guys a little music if you're listening to the podcast, and we're going to fix these cameras. Let's do it. better both the music and the camera angles are are better we're gonna go with better Whoo-wee. it is hammering down out there right now in toronto at uh, 909 p.m on monday april the 25th that is the date station identification you're listening to c t p b FMCTPB. I wonder if there is a CTPB. Radio station CTBP. I said PB, didn't I? I want CTBP. Well, it looks like no. CTPB is available. I was about to say maybe my lifelong goal and ambition of running a pirate radio station could come true, but pirate radio stations don't need station identifiers. That's kind of the point of being a pirate. Mm-mm-mm. Drinking a beer, you know what beer it is? It's not what we're drinking tonight. I'm actually not even entirely sure what it is. It's from Rorschach. It's a delicious IPA. My daughter got me the can out of the fridge and I didn't pay too much attention to which one it is. I have uh, three or four IPAs from Rorschach in my fridge right now. The reason why there's a discrepancy there, one of them is their non-alcoholic. I'm looking forward to trying that tomorrow after work, because as some of you might know or remember, I uh, I don't typically drink alcohol Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or I try not to. With rugby, I often do actually have a couple of beers after practice on Thursday, but I skip them on Tuesday. Even if the fellows are having them, I don't partake. But, uh, man, after that second or third practice of the week, lads are all around. It's hard to say no. It's almost always like a PBR or a Coors Light. Sometimes, friends, I hesitate to tell you this, it's a Laker, which any beer offered in friendship is a good beer. So that better be offered by a friend. Anyway, um, <laughs> It always is. We're all best friends. That's what we say at uh, Balmy Beach Rugby Club. Is there going to be more rugby talk this podcast? Darn right there will be. But we won't deal with that right now. Oh, and Stormstead's joined in. Hello, whoever from Stormstead's on the account right now. Um, yeah, no, you know what? Let's just drink some beer. I'm going to have one more sip of that IPA just to level the playing field whatever that means. And we are going to dive in. Well, I got um, a great beer and then I'm going to have to do a little splaining to quote Ricky Ricardo. Uh, But uh, we're going to start with the beer. It is, if you're watching on the video, a lovely little can design. This is Love Sweet Love Grape Ale 
from Sawdust City Brewing, undoubtedly referencing that wonderful song by, I believe, Mr. Burt Bacharach. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of it. Sing it, Bert. I don't think he's who popularized it. It was probably he. Most of his music was popularized by somebody else. He was a bit like Paul Anka that way, actually. Who knew? Let's get into this grape ale now. I'm a little worried, as always. If this were to be a very active can, I am completely unprepared for it. No, we're good. We are good. Sawdust City, of course, literally has a beer called There's Really No Way of Knowing. Um, and they mean that on a few different fronts, but one of them is certainly, is this beer going to explode all over my lap? And the answer to that question, there's really no way of knowing. But here's what I do know about this beer. It is a grape ale, which means it is a hybrid style. It's got grape in it, so, but it's a beer, but it's got grape. You with me? It's a grape beer. Grapes make wine, or more specifically, fruit makes wine. Grains make beer. You with me? Here's where it gets confusing. We tend to call fermented apple juice cider and fermented pear juice perry. But both of those are fruits. They, they're certainly not beers. Um, they're technically wines, often sparkling, but not always. You can get them still. Um... Hey, Toronto Brewing. Um, but they are wine, technically. Or, or they're not wine. They're cider or perry. But if you're thinking in, in terms of umbrellas or buckets that you put different things in, they are fermented fruit juice, which is what wine is. It's fermented fruit juice. As I said, beer is made with fermented grains, uh, or specifically the sugars extracted from uh, grains are fermented. Uh, fun fact... That, and I've pointed this out to people before, but just in case you're new around these here parts, sake, famous Japanese rice wine. Well, you can already figure out what I'm about to tell you if you're a quick uh, on the draw. Sake is in the same category as beer. It's a fermented grain product, even though we call it rice wine. Crazy, right? Who knew? All this to say, this is a grape beer or a hybrid beer wine I confess I have read a little bit about this on the socials. Um, I tried to stay away from tasting notes. I like to do that myself, but I have read a little bit about the process. I know that it's uh, made with Merlot grapes that were like, they use a process called like carbonic maceration, which I can only imagine has something to do with either carbonic acid or carbonation being what pulverizes the grapes into submission. I don't know. I wasn't there when they made it. I've just read these terms and have to try and figure them out. You know what I'd really rather figure out? Everything about this beer. If you're looking at the videos, you can see. If you're not, I will describe to you. This is a very um, sort of cranberry red almost, and it's hazy. You can't see through it. It's, it's not quite opaque. I can see light cast through it, um, but it is very nearly opaque, sort of cranberry red hinting towards brown at the center. The aroma? Well, I'm glad you asked. You did ask, didn't you? Huh. 
So, I mean, grapey and a little floral, not even necessarily vinous, like wine like, like grapey. If that makes sense. Well, maybe a little wine like. And yeah, delicately floral. Almost like rose water. I realize rose water, not really a reference most people get in 2022, but it's a thing. Look it up, kids. Actually, I should say Westerners still widely used in a lot of um, Indian cookery, especially around desserts or sweets, sweet meats, if you prefer. Um, still used a lot in, in uh, Indian cookery. Uh, and by Indian, I mean subcontinent Indian, uh, um, Asian Indian. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Maybe a little touch of like Flintstone vitamin. Oh, look, Toronto Brewing has sent me a Wikipedia link on carbonic maceration. Uh, Winemaking dioxide rich environment before crushing. Well, I am going to click that link, Toronto Brewing, and I appreciate that. Uh, or I might just look it up because it's Wikipedia on my desktop. Uh, I always worry if I flip away from the Instagram machine, if the feed goes away. I know I can do it with the uh, YouTube tab, but that is good. Carbonic maceration. We're going to look that up. Oh, Toronto Brewing, you haven't missed the beer yet. I'm about to drink it. I'm only just waffling about things like the use of rose water and Indian cookery. Specifically pastries, not pastries, desserts. Pardon me. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Whoa. Hmm. Oh, wow. Hmm. Quite a bit tartar than I was expecting. Quite tannic. Not in a bad way. Hmm. Hmm. Do I sound a little congested to anyone else? I've got headphones on, so I'm hearing myself more clearly than I have all day. I feel like I sound a little nasally. Um, this beer, well, I mean, right off the top, it tastes like strawberries. Um, maybe just slightly underripe while they're still quite tart and a little tannic. Um, not like super juicy sweet berries. Um, more like the California berries that you get at Loblaws, but they ship them when they were probably still almost white and they ripened up on the road, but they don't quite ever get all the way there. So they're always a little bit on the tart side and a little bit on the um, tannic uh, bitter side. Um, lots of that for sure. Oh, and on the nose now, I'm getting actually a lot of grape now that I think I've got it in my mouth. Mm. Toronto Brewing missed what beer it was. It is Love Sweet Love Grape Ale from our friends at Sawdust City Brewing. Made with Merlot grapes, I'm told. Um, yeah, uh, quite, quite tart, fruity tart. Again, strawberry or like cranberry almost, because again, with that uh, tannic uh, bitterness, that's very much a cranberry thing. Um, yeah, uh, very cranberry-y. Also, um, as noted, grapey. But again, it's not like super vinous. It's grapey, if that makes any sense. Mm. Okay, Toronto Brewing is filling me in. Carbonic maceration is allowing the grapes to ferment in a carbon dioxide-rich environment before pressing. Basically, letting the grapes ferment 
and then implode. That's really cool. Huh. Hmm. So they put them, I'm assuming they put them into the fermentation tank empty, flood it with carbon dioxide, which is something that you can very easily do at a brewery. Um, and then leave them to ferment out a bit, and then they macerate, which is they start breaking down. But they do it in, um, not in a vacuum, of course, they do it in carbon dioxide instead of in air. Um, that's very interesting. That's a cool process. Um, I don't know necessarily how that compares to just stomping on them with your feet, aside from the fact that nobody's feet have to touch them, which certainly sounds good. Although I know they clean their feet and really... Really? Who cares? Feet aren't that gross. We tend to wear socks and shoes. Unless you have some sort of fungal thing going on. In which case, I don't want you um, stomping on my grapes. Of course, it's hard to say stomping on grapes without remembering that delightful, delightful, horrific video for that poor woman uh, falling and winding herself. <laughs> which I think is a thing that you have to be a certain age bet there's a lot of kids today who don't know anything about the great stomp woman, but there it is. So this beer, what are we saying? Strawberries, cranberries, um, bit of grape and grape skin, very tannic, uh, quite tart drinks. I mean, it drinks like a, like a, like a sour ale, to be honest with you, but it's not, um, aggressively lactic. It's just quite fruity tart, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so strawberry, though, like I'm I'm positive that there aren't actually strawberries in there or they probably would have mentioned them, but it tastes like there's actually strawberries in there, which is quite something. Sorry if I'm moving around all funny. I got more tattoo work done yesterday and the uh, the margins are really itching right now. <sighs> what a life. Um, the floral quality is still there on the nose. But I don't pick it up as much on the palate because it's just so juicy and bursting with berries, both straw and cran. Trying to perceive. Hmm. Oh, there's an interesting sweetness on the finish. Hang on a sec. can't quite put a finger on it. There is something I was trying to pull apart in my mouth and see if I could pick out any um, beer characteristics. Um, the main ones obviously being uh, malt quality, yeast influence or hops. On the hop front, it's hard to say because, again, there's a real tannic quality that I almost guarantee you is coming from the grape skins, um, which is delightful, but which makes the hops almost superfluous um, unless the hops were doing something very different, which in this case, I don't think they are not even sure that there is hops in here. Although again, um, mentioned this last week to be called beer in Ontario, there has to be some hops in it. It can literally be one pellet in a 200 hectoliter tank. That's enough. There just has to be some hops in there. Um, I'm not getting any distinct hop characteristic off of this, but there could be something and, and tannic uh, bitterness, tea like bitterness, not uncommon in a lot of hops. Um, so th they could be in there and I'm just not picking them up. The grain is what was catching me. There was. Oh, hello, my darling. There was a there's a sweetness on the finish just at the very end. 
It's almost honey-like, but it's very subtle. Predominantly what you're getting is a lot of sour tartness and some tannic bitterness. And there's just this... No, it's not honey. It's, it's more like raw sugar. So like crystallized, not brown, but like not white table sugar, like sugar with a little bit of cane characteristic to it. There's almost a sugar caney quality to the sweetness on the finish, which hold that thought. So good. Um, I assume that that's coming from the malts and it does make me wonder if it's a, if it's a crystal malt thing. Um, cause that would be consistent. That would make sense. Just a touch of sweetness. Uh, what are you going to get on this beer? I mean, it's amazing. Um, the take home is strawberry tart, cranberry, bit of grape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little warming alcohol on the back. What is the percentage on this? I haven't even looked. Hang on a sec. Maybe a little bit of alcohol warmth. That's 7.3. Could be. Could be. I mean, I'm getting it, so take it or leave it. Let's read the can. Let's go to the can, as they say. Born in divergent worlds, they were always taught they could never truly be together. This is a very dramatic <laughs> description. Yet for years, they continued to be enamored with one another. Mm, that does sound nice. A shared respect and admiration grew. Well, that does sound like the, the kindling of a very nice relationship. Still, fear and tradition kept them apart. Well, that's a, that's a romantic trope uh, as old as the hills. Despite the challenges, those feelings blossomed into something special. And sometimes when a grape loves a grain very much, no, it doesn't say that. It says it became love. I liked mine more. Embracing their diversity and giving into mutual adoration. They became one. That means they banged. This union created something new. See, I told you. Something exciting, something beautiful. It's what the world needs now. Sam Corby, brewmaster. Mm. Good old Sam. Uh, nice description. I liked the part when the grapes and the grain had sex. That made me feel happy. Um, oh, wait, but I still haven't really learned anything about this. That was the whole point, was I was reading this to learn something about it. I've learned nothing. It contains barley and wheat. It's got Sam's uh, John Hancock. It's Herbie. The style is Ontario Grape Ale. It is zero IBU. So indeed, little to no hops in here. The uh, original gangster, pardon me, the original gravity is 15 Play-Doh. That's because they use Plato, which I believe if you prefer specific gravity is 1060, give or take. Um, I have a system for converting Plato to uh, gravity, which is um, completely unscientific, but it's you take the number in Plato and you multiply it by four and then you stick that onto 
the 1.0 and then that number. So if the Plato's 15, then I think the gravity is 1060. Let's look that up. 15 P to S G. Oh, good. There it is. It's the second hit. I was going to say, by the way, that's what the cool kids call it. P is Plato. SG is specific gravity. 15 Plato in gravity. 1.0611. It works. 50% of the time. No, 60% of the time. It works every time. Uh, yeah. And like, so I just for for S and G's. <laughs> Plugged in four, which by my math should be about 1.016. What is it actually? 1.0157. So round up. It works. 60% of the time, it works every time. I still don't know much about this beer. The finishing gravity was three Play-Doh. Well, that means it was around 1.012. If you use that in your brewing. If you're somebody who's never brewed, the past 45 seconds has probably been infuriatingly confusing. So I'll bring up that it's a 12 SRM, which really? That's a 12? Like, for one, it's red. I guess maybe that's what they're saying, is if this were yellow, it would be a 12. SRM is the uh, the color, and it has to do with the light's ability to refract through it. The... Lower the number, the lighter the beer. A stout is like a 60, I think. So it's a 12, but it's red instead of yellow. So what are you going to do? I'm going to drink some more of this and tell you what you're going to eat with it. Um, this beer is perfect any time or place. You heard that here first. Breakfast, get it in you. After dinner, well, I had my dinner. I'm enjoying it just fine and dandy. Lunch, sure. Working lunch, right? Didn't they drink like six martinis at lunch in Mad Men? Program I've never actually watched. Anyway, no, uh, food that you want to eat with this, I mean, this is going to go really well with your fall fair, Thanksgiving-y type stuff. That um, tartness that, uh, again, very strawberry, but like tending almost towards a little bit of cranberry as well. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know but that's going to work well with things like turkey and stuffing. So that would work really well up in there. Um, similarly, in this context, the fruitiness, because of that tannic bitterness, um, this isn't necessarily going to lend itself to, to like light fruity fare. Like sometimes I've suggested, oh, maybe maybe you should drink this beer while you eat a pavlova. I mean, actually, now that I've said that, that could be fairly interesting because pavlova with its meringue is so sugary that the sourness and the tartness, which is the same thing, pardon me, the tartness and the bitterness of this beer could actually um, uh, juxtapose with that sweetness. So maybe um, my my proof uh, was, in fact, um, its own counter argument uh sorry i just got a message uh on my facebook messenger and i think it's completely unrelated to this but it was confusing anyway um so yeah have this with a bit of turkey at thanksgiving 
You could try it with a pavlova. That would be nice. In terms of cheese here, um, if you want to go complimentary, go with a goat cheese, like a chevre. Um, again, tart. Uh, the tartness in the cheese and the tartness in the beer are going to go well together. And it's not uncommon that you get a chevre that's covered in like a cranberry compote. So that's going to work pretty well together. More complicated things could get interesting. A bit of funk on something could work. It's certainly the bitterness and the tartness are going to do really well with anything fatty. Um, so that's something. This would probably work really well with red meat, too, if you wanted to... Um, eat some red meat like a steak or something like that um that could be real real nice that's about all i got there's plenty of there to get on with i'm not gonna say this isn't a seafood beer i could probably come up with some seafood options um but it's not gonna be a classic you're gonna have to think a little outside the box or outside the shell if you're eating uh shellfish you know why lobsters don't share their cookies? Because they're shellfish. Yeah, my son told me that joke and I laughed my head off. We think he might have wrote it. I mean, I'm a, I appreciate that that joke probably existed before, but we think he might have come up with that on his own. Um, certainly we hadn't ever come across it in a book. So, hmm. Who knows? What a kid. Um... This beer, delicious. Where are you going to get it? It's available at Sawdust City right now. I was actually just on their website. It's available in the store to be ordered or at the brewery in Gravenhurst. Uh, I didn't actually introduce the theme when I played it. It, uh, of course, is the Curry Brothers also from Gravenhurst. So got connected to them via Sawdust City. There you go. Um, yeah, you can order that now. Now, this is where I'm going to talk about something a little different, but still sawdust related and adjacent to this beer. I just need a sip. How I got this beer was completely unbeknownst to me. This postcard turned up with a package for me on Thursday. I think it was on Thursday, maybe Friday. It says, hey, it says, Chris, hey, we, we've made you an honorary member of our beer club this month. We hope you enjoy this year's lager series. Cheers, sawdust. This is because, I assume, they didn't say, but I can only assume. I mean, on the one hand, I'm a fe fantastically charming fellow. But <laughs> more than that, last year, this time, uh, you might recall, uh, we were still mainly in lockdown, and especially beer events were not on the table. And Sawdust was uh, announcing the launch of their uh, that year's lager series, which is they make four lagers um, and package them in a four-pack. And, and you can uh, get this four pack and, and try and like I'm trying to remember last year there was I remember there was the steam beer and uh, three others. <laughs> I'm sorry to say I've forgotten, um, but they were delightful. But um, when they were announcing that they were in the tanks lagering, I messaged um, Sam and said, hey, uh, I'm not doing much these days. What with the pandemic and all. And uh, I know you, you guys would typically have had some sort of a, an event for this, some sort of a launch party or something. Um, what would you think if we did an online, like a Zoom-based, uh, we ended up using a different technology, but you know what I mean, uh, a, a digital video um, tasting, and um, we, we invite people 
to go online and purchase the 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 logger series four pack have it sent to their house um and then they can jump on on this this call at you know fixed time and place and uh and uh i as a self-proclaimed beer expert can help guide the tasting and we would have um sam who is the brewmaster of course at sawdust on the call and his buddy also whose name is now escaping me and i feel bad about that really nice dude they're neighbors funny enough but um runs a company that imports ingredients and a lot of the ingredients had come through him so he was able to discuss the ingredients that made up the beer and Sam was able to discuss the process with which the beer was made. And I was able to discuss a little bit about the, the history of the beer and also talk about the tasting. All three of us could kind of talk about the tasting. And uh, I think we had like 60 people join us or something. It was a really fun time, interesting conversations, some fun stories because you can't be around Sam without hearing something fun. Um, and it was a really great event. And I was delighted. Uh, to be part of it. And I think the main thing was this month's beer club of the month. Uh, they included the four pack lager series and two other beers. So I got to try this year's lager series because last year I helped with that party. I'm pretty sure that's why they did it. And also they're just delightful people and we just love sawdust. Um, but the other two beers were as the postcard, um, if you're looking at the video, uh, might uh, hint to you, uh, is Juicin IPA. Had that yesterday after my tattoo. Beautiful as ever. New can design. I like it. I love the old can design, but it also didn't match any of the rest of the branding. So this one's a little bit more within the uh, sawdust oeuvre. Um, and, and what I'm drinking now, love, sweet love. Um, so I got those beers really really nice stuff the loggers um there was two czech pilsners uh, a premium and a different one that i can't remember the oh it's right here uh the name of um jimbo's tap lager uh which is just like a pale lager a czech style pale lager um and then uh john's do or do not there is no try premium pilsner which is the sort of step up from the the pale lager uh had both of those actually on i think on friday with my pizza both really really nice now as a guy who drinks a lot of bims uh czech lagers up from uh godspeed of course I like to think I've got a pretty refined palate when it comes to Czech lagers and Czech var, Pilsner or Cal, not uncommon in my icebox. And uh, I got to tell you, I think they held up real, real nice. Um, both of them did everything I wanted them to do. Snappy, noble hop, uh, enough interesting malt characteristic to make it a little sweet and thinky without being like sweet. Uh, which was delightful. Uh, then we had Tyler's take on the Czech Amber Lager buzzing before you know it, which is like, well, as noted, an Amber Lager, or like they call it a Half Dark in Czech. Um, and he apparently added some honey. I've actually not had that one yet. It's still in my fridge. Um, might have it tonight after this, or I might save it for, uh, for Friday. And then Sammy made a Czech Dark Lager called Crasslice, or Crasslice. I'm not sure how you say it. Um... But it's because uh, him and his uh, partner went to Prague. Was it in Prague? I'm trying to find this here somewhere. And uh, yeah, yeah, Prague. 
And uh, it was at Easter time, and they had all these Easter eggs that were called cross around. But his dark lager, and it was... I just had it with dinner just now. Fantastic. Not what I'm drinking here. That's a Rorschach. I had that after dinner. Um, but that dark lager was like pumpernickel bread, uh, uh, spicy saws, like really clear saws hops. Nice, chewy, malty quality to it, though. Really nice and super clean. Super. Um, so really enjoyed that. Obviously I have the clearest memories of that cause I just had it. Um, but yeah, fantastic all around, really good work, uh, by all of them. Uh, loggers, as we often point out, and especially like pale loggers, nothing to hide behind. Uh, you got to do it right. And if you don't, it's real obvious. So those beers were done right. They, uh, they tasted delightful. Uh, that also available on Sawdust's website right now, that four pack it is, where is it? Logger series four pack, 1460 for the four pack. What a steal. I love it. As noted, love, sweet love available. So many other things here also available that look real, real nice, including that Gravenhurst Steam California Common from the Lager Pack last year. And I confess, I really want to try this big pink grape ale. Uh, I say similar to what I'm drinking right now, similar insofar as it's also a grape ale. Um, it's pink, but I also just love the band reference. Uh, and I know Sam is a huge, huge fan of the band. So I love that. Um, yeah, that's what we got going, guys. That's what we got going. Uh, let me have a sip and we'll talk briefly about some events and then I'm going to get the heck out of Dodge. Mm. Oh, man, just looking at this website. Little Norway Pilsner, man. I need some more of that in my life. OK, what's going on right now? Don't know. Events, maybe, probably. Things are opening back up. Nobody has said to me, Chris, do you want to come to this event? So I got to believe that none of them are all that cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> I might have to accept that I'm not that cool. Uh, bite your tongue. I am super cool. Um, I don't know of any off the top of my head. If you're watching right now and you want to mention something in the chat, I will 100% read it out, probably without even proofreading. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, hey, let's have some rugby talk. Bommy Beach, we're playing our first preseason game this, uh, this Saturday out in Burlington. Old man Chris might actually uh, get a couple of laps in. See how the old body holds up after that. I lightly sprained my ankle last week, but it's fine. I actually literally just got the all clear from the physio tonight. She said, yeah, looks good. Made me do some silly tests, but I passed them all. Passed them all, which is good. Then she stuck eight pins in my legs for acupuncture to loosey-goosey things up, including two. Okay, I'm going to describe this, but I'm also going to use my hand on the video if you're watching. This is my hand. Pretend it's my foot, though. Funny, fun fact... My fingers and my toes, similar in layout, although it's more like that if you're watching. Anyway, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, 
six of the pins were in my legs and two were in my foot. And by in my foot, I actually mean in the webbing between my pinky toe and my ring toe and between my ring toe and my middle toe, like in between the toes. When she put them in, she said, this might feel a little weird. (laughs) It's like she'd put them in her own foot and knew that because it did feel a lot weird. It was fine. But it was weird. But then I took a photo because I thought, that's weird, man. That's weird. She stuck pins in some weird places on my body, but that was a new one for me. It was disconcerting. Literally, I've got a little bit of butterflies in my stomach right now just remembering the feeling of them going in. Again, not painful, but weird. (laughs) We. I need to stop talking about that. We're going to play rugby this weekend, and that's going to be some good fun. And yeah, I might get a... Might get a little, get a little nudge from the coach. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. My coach, by the way, is younger than me, so that's uh, that's a bit of an unusual dynamic. But he's a great guy. Highly recommend. Uh, not too late. If you're hearing this and you're thinking, tell me more about this sport called rugby, Chris. Well, really, do you want me to? That could be a different podcast. Uh, but if you are interested in playing a bit of rugby, uh, whether you're male or female, but especially if you're female, but especially if you're either, um, we would love to have you consider plying your trade, as it were, uh, with us over at Balmy Beach Rugby, because we are endeavoring to run two senior women's teams and the senior women's have promoted to the top level that you can in Ontario. We are very proud of that. But they would like a ones and a twos team, uh, especially at that level. They need um, depth. I won't get into the details of why. I don't want to scare anyone off. But if you want to run a season in the top league, you need depth. Uh, And for the men's, we're actually trying to run four sides. Uh, So a one and a two at the ORU level and a one and a two at the TRU level, which is a step down. Uh, I will likely be a regular fixture uh, as a substitution or occasional walk-on at the twos level at the TRU, which we would call the fours, or the D team, if you like. Uh, But if I can do it, you can. And if you are interested, uh, on the men's side, we're going to need about 120 players uh, to fill out those rosters. Again, depth. We don't need to get into why. And uh, the women's team also uh, would ideally like like 60 people. Uh, So if you are interested in playing rugby and you are over the age of 18 and uh, you are at least moderately in good shape and not afraid of a bit of contact, this could be the thing for you. One of the best uh, sporting communities I've ever been a part of is a rugby team in general and our rugby team especially. It is... Fantastic. And as I always mention, if you got kids, you might want to get them in. Get at me. I'm not hard to find. We have one of the best junior programs in the province. And I only have a little bit to do with them. So I <laughs> know I have a lot these days, but the quality of the program is all in the volunteers. And I am immensely thankful for all of them. That's about it. Uh, This weekend, if you want to watch a bit of rugby, it is the finale. It's Super Saturday for the Women's Six Nations. And Saturday is going to be a banger. Uh, It is going to be a a Grand Slam decider, as they say, between France and England. Both teams have won four out of four games. Both of them handily, but 
England more handily. Uh, it looks like a lock for England, but if anybody in this tournament could take down England, it could be France. So, and France, much like in the men's side, so far do not look like they've shown up. They look like they've been firing on four of six cylinders or so. So it could be an interesting weekend to check out a bit of, a bit of rugby. Um, any luck, my favorite Mo Hunt will be uh, Natasha Hunt, if you look her up online, uh, will be uh, scrum halfing for England. Uh, she is a phenomenon and also, by rugby standards, quite old at the ripe old age of, I think, 32 or so. Uh, but she is just a delightful scrum half to watch manage breakdowns. Um, so you could check that out and maybe you'll check it out and you'll think I got to do this too. And then you'll message me and I'll get you plugged in and we'll play some rugby this year. Not a lot better than that. Uh, other than that, what do you need to know? Not a lot. Things don't change. Things slowly opening back up, opening back up, life returning to normal. So we're doing good guys. Keep vigilant. I would encourage you to keep wearing your mask inside. I know you don't have to, but you know what you can, and it's not that big a deal. Trust me, I do it every day. Uh, other than that, support your local bars and restaurants. Cafe T.O. Patios will be opening shortly, I hear, in May at some point. Uh, so by all means, go dig some patio action. Sit on the side of a road like Queen Street and just watch the world go by with a delightful, delicious, tasty beverage in your hands. I could think of a lot worse ways to spend a day than that. And uh, yeah, check out some of this love, sweet love from Sawdust City. Also, look at their Lager Series pack for this year. As I say, I've had three of the four of them, and I'm looking forward to that fourth. And the, the three were fantastic. So uh, really nice stuff. Uh, Province-wide shipping. So jump on their website, which is sawdustcitybrewing.com. Order some beers in. They'll deliver it right to your house in like two days or so. It's fantastic. If you order now, you'll definitely have it before the weekend. Mm -mm -mm. And yeah, not sure how you become a full-time member of this beer mail club, beer of the month club, but I bet if you message them on the socials, they can tell you. I suspect it's some sort of a subscription type thing. And uh, I got to tell you from what I got, pretty awesome. Six cans of really nice beer. Total surprise for me, too, which helped. I suppose if you subscribed, you'd be expecting them. So you lose that piece of the uh, delight. But everything else about it's fantastic. Oh, and I like, oh, yeah, get a little letter. And by little, I mean, it's double sided. It's great. Love it. I would highly recommend if you are a fan of Sada City, join their beer, beer, beer mail club. I have to keep looking. Beer Mail Club doesn't roll off the tongue. I suppose Beer of the Month, but then you'd only be expecting one. I don't know. Work with it. Beer Mail Club. That's what we're doing. Uh, and yeah, I'll be back next Monday. Maybe with a rugby war story or two. Hopefully uninjured. Speaking of which, did you know the rugby teams need depth? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Cannot wait to get stuck into a good bit of rugby. Oh, man. You guys think I like beer. Don't get me started on rugby. I already have. And you see what's happened. We're almost at 45 minutes, and I swear 10 of that's been talking about rugby. 
Well, I digress. I'm going to leave you. Have yourself a great night. Be safe out there. It sounds like the rain stopped. So if you're outside, I hope you're dry. And uh, we will talk at you in seven days for now. Sit back, relax, and let my friends, the Curry Brothers, take you home, as it were. You can dig this album, We Are the Curry Brothers, on Bandcamp. Link is in the description. Buy this album. It is worth every dollar you spend on it. It is wall-to-wall bangers. (laughs) 